Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. It is March 13th. It's time for the SmackDown Live post-show podcast from Fightful.com. We got plenty to talk about. Uh, some Hall of Fame-ish news. Some Hall of Shame-ish news. It's, a, it's an interesting day. I'm joined by Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, how you doing? See, you're bullish, on your NCAA team. <laughs> I got the worst news in history about mine today. So Yeah. Oh, that's rough, man. But that's all right. That, you, you're gonna be you're gonna be you're gonna be subject to the five twelve curse, hopefully. So we'll be uh Oh yeah. I mean <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Kentucky picks up around uh, this time of the year every year, but yeah. I see why man, you're ACC six man of the year, guy who hit the winning shot against Louisville. <laughs> Out 10 to 12 weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Although Louisville did almost get beat by Northern Kentucky University in the NITs tonight. But that's neither here nor there. Anna, obviously not here. She's taking some time off from the podcast. However, she does appear on three upcoming episodes of the Fightful Alternate Commentary Podcast, which you all can check out. The first one drops this weekend. It is Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania 6. Of course, check out all of our exclusives over at Fightful.com. We got you covered at FightfulWrestling.com with all your news. And every Friday, I drop that Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Check it out. As well as our friends at Pro Wrestling Unlimited, who do a nice video for us every week uh, for that feature. We've got SmackDown Live. My show ratings, or my match ratings and show notes will drop tomorrow morning. Check that out. But here we go. First off, I want your thoughts on Kid Rock in the Hall of Fame, Jeff. Uh, from a celebrity perspective, I mean, he's made several appearances. So by that qualification, he's probably more deserving than a Drew Carey in that regard. Boy, did you put a lot of qualifiers on the Raw show about about your your thing about Kid Rock. Who cares? Mm. It's 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 a ceremonial honor. It's like getting an honorary doctorate. You're not really a doctor. 
Oh, I'd run with it though. Come on, you know if you get one, you're calling yourself doctor. Oh yeah, no, no, I would. Yeah. I, I'd wear a cape. I'd do everything. I'd be awesome. Well, although I doubt that Kid Rock's gonna run around calling himself WWE Hall of Famer. You Kid think Rock. he's gonna have people kissing his ring? Come here, kiss the ring. Yeah, I'm a Hall of Famer now. Yeah, look at that. Because I'm never getting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Look, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think Kid Rock's best song was "Cocky," but I love Bod did what Bot whatever the hell. That <laughs> Ask Alex. He ran through the whole. Oh, no, I heard it. I, li- I listened to it. I was trying to echo that. Look, I think he's important somewhat to the WWE lexicon in terms of, you know, the American badass theme, of course. And yes, he's done concerts at major shows for them. Look, it, it, he's a celebrity. They always put one in. It's his turn. I'm fine with it. So I never thought I'd have to dip into this, but. I reached out to a Cindy Lauper source this week because oh, <laughs> a lot of people were like, why isn't she in? I'm told that she would love to go in. So there you go. And with them going with them going to New York next year, hopefully that's the time. Oh, no, she she definitely she deserves to be in almost more than any other celebrity. Yeah, she deserves there. to be in more than some of the wrestlers that they put in. For the yeah, no, that, that's very true. And she's doing like skin condition commercials. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I they're. You know, it's all based on, <laughs> you know, who hates Vince? Who does Vince want to make yeah. up with? You know, whatever. I, I Who's inducting him? Uh, who's inducting Kid Rock? Who do you think? Oh, man. Damn. Well, it's not going to be Kelly or not, not Kelly Kelly. It's not Stacey Keebler. He did a theme for her. It's not going to be The Undertaker. Josie's long gone. Can't run him back. My my favorite joke is Kevin Dunn. Oh yeah. But, well, Kevin Dunn's got to induct Flow Rider. Remember, he's a big fan of the whistle song. Did you ever hear that story? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would be. on, <laughs> just keep going. Be a professional. I just want to say, imagine tunnel vision. Tunnel imagine, vision. Only. Imagine if Jim Cornette were around for that, and he got to tell that story. Yes. Oh my God, that's that is an interesting one. But yeah, I mean, I like that one album, Kid Rocks. Couple of his songs since, whatever. But as far as celebrities go, why not? I'm more deserving than a Drew Carey. Who He's did fine, but it's, it's still unforgivable that he that he mixed Sweet Home Alabama and Werewolves of London. That's still a... yeah. As as Alex said, he rhymed uh, things trying, with things, <laughs> rhyming things with things. Did you ever watch the show uh, Clone High back in the day? Mm, no, but I'm aware of it. Well, Gandhi was one of the characters. Yes. And he, he, would ra- he would rhyme G-Spot rocks the G-Spot. And he said, I'm the next Bubba Sparks. And I was like, that's Kid Rock. Kid Rock's well, already there. Also, you have to work, I put a lot of qualifiers on it. But there has to be one disqualifier. And what's that? He gave us Uncle Cracker. Uncle Cracker, Papa Roach, Bubba well, okay. Sparks. I, I can handle some Papa Roach, but Uncle Cracker put forth one of the turdiest themes in the history of WWE, that X-Factor theme. Oh, that was bad. And I loved all the parts involved. I liked Albert. I liked Just Incredible. I liked Sean Waltman. But man, that theme was... I got everything that I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. So damn bad. <clears throat> But yeah, I, I like Kid Rock as a celebrity induction. He's fine. AJ Styles comes out, brings up how unbelievable it was at one point that he would even be in the WWE, much less being WWE champion. 
much less headlining WrestleMania. And that that seems like such a distant thought, but it is because he was out, like just out there wrestling for a while before WWE even came along and picked him up. Like WWE could have had him much sooner on multiple different occasions. And that's, it's so weird with obviously how much he's liked by the company now, how long they just let him get away. It's kind of crazy to think, Jeff. It is, but it isn't. I mean, you have, you know, all the usual strikes. He's Southern. He's short. He's old in their eyes. I mean, you know, someone had to go to bat for him, I think. And they did, and they don't regret that now. I, I think it's a fantastic story. I remember when Kevin Nash left in 96 and I picked up a, a magazine, a raw magazine and they were like poo-pooing the idea that he was going to WCW. And I think they interviewed Vince McMahon and Vince McMahon's like, Kevin Nash is old. He's 37. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just thinking of that now. And I'm like, wow, man, uh, Braun Strowman's about three years away from that as is Balor. And his hairline's already there. Oh, yeah. Look, I ain't going to mock his hairline because, look, I went bald. I can't help it. Shinsuke Nakamura comes out and says that he respects AJ Styles, and at WrestleMania, a a dream comes true. His dream of knee to face. Now, clearly, Nakamura is limited in what he can say and and how he can say it, but they're going back to this knee to face well, almost as like a troll. What do you think of that? I wish that was the only thing he had said. I got to be honest with you. I don't need the I respect you stuff. I need some heat in these feuds because I think both the Nakamura and the Asuka promos were somewhat lacking. And it's we'll get to that later. But I don't need anything from Nakamura other than need a face and and title. Need a face, title. Need a face, one, two, three. Need a face, WWE champion. Yeah, I'm cool cool with the uh, I will beat you. Mm -hmm. Like they did. I would even be cool with him saying, I will beat you like I did before. Throwing yeah. that out there. Do you think or, they reference that at all? No. Well, they might. They might. I think they will in the video package. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they do it in any of these, but, you know, even I'm going to win. You know, anything like that. Any any kind of just looking down on AJ and talking down to him just to, just to kind of test him, just to kind of tweak him. I, I I'm fine with, and I, I liked this. I just thought, you know, it was kind of dancing around the, I, you know, I, they don't do respect angles very well in the no. WWE, in my opinion, they, they say it. And it used to be one of those things where everybody triple H had to face, had to say, I respect you, triple H. And, oh, that yeah. took, and that took all the heat out of any feud. I want heat in these feuds leading up to WrestleMania. I want to be excited coming into WrestleMania. I want to think that these two, are going to kill each other for this title. That's how important it is. It's a start. Let's build it. Rusev Day interrupt, which leads to Styles versus Rusev. Uh, Rusev has developed one hell of a spine buster. I, I like that that spot. He didn't take the Styles clothesline as well as some do, but I s- still enjoyed this match just fine. Styles gets clipped with a big kick. Oh, that he, kick was spectacular. It was it was great. Uh, the his kicks the last couple. A few nights have been on fire. When Styles hits an Ushi Garoshi or that spinning power bomb he does on anybody like Rusev, Rusev's size, I just sometimes forget about how strong AJ Styles is because that's far from his his most impressive attribute is his strength. So when he whips something like that out, it's still kind of impressive to me. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Rusev counters a Styles Clash into an accolade, almost gets countered into a calf crusher, but Aiden English runs in and causes a DQ. Nakamura makes the save and leaves. Backstage, Nakamura says that he will continue to help AJ Styles every time he needs it until WrestleMania, pretty much whether Styles likes it or not. Well, first off, I want your thoughts on the match, the backstage promo, and how obvious is it that we're getting Styles and Nakamura against Rusev Day? Um, <laughs> you could have, <laughs> you might as well just flash it on a billboard. I, I thought it was going to make it tonight's show. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I liked the match a lot. I, I think Rusev is far and away the most undervalued talent on the roster. I don't know if a move to raw would help him necessarily because in the land of giants, he'll be the guy that he's that guy that they use to put over other guys. That, that would be yeah. his role on raw. That's my fear. On SmackDown, if he stayed around for another year, I think they could build him up, and I think that'd be great. The backstage promo, I, you know, I, I have a problem with going too big on the. I don't need your help. It's like, yeah, you do. You're getting beat up two on one. That's just logical. Just say thanks, but this doesn't change anything. That's all you need to do. To Wait for them me. to to do a buddy cop movie next. Like, I don't want no partner. I don't I'm need a, no partner. I'm a cop who breaks the rules. I don't need a partner. Cop on the edge. You're a straight-laced guy that Sarge just put with me, rookie. Stay out of my way or you'll get me killed. Oh, man. They're a regular Steve Zahn and Martin Lawrence, let me tell you. <laughs> Dasha Fuentes interviews Big E, who is serious and out for vengeance. He's joined by Jimmy Uso, who will tag with him tonight. I liked the idea of this pairing. I thought that was that made a lot of sense. Everything about this was fantastic. This was a great segment, a great angle. The uh, promo clicked, and and yeah, no, that's that's the promo you want to see in this kind of situation. Love I feel it. like a few months ago we would have just had after Biggie was serious, he reaches down by his wiener and pulls out some pancakes, but that's not the case now. He was he was dead serious. So was Jimmy Uso. I thought Dasha was great here too. I thought everybody yeah. was great in this angle. Yeah, the only the only weak spot here was, was was they had to allude to the comedy parts of it. I I could have been filling Corey Graves's car with yeah. pancake batter. It's, oh, shut up! I wish they would. <laughs> you know that that's the only downside for me. But other than that, I mean, once this got going and once uh, Uso came in and you could see that they were on the same page and they just kept building and building and building between each other. It was great. So uh, E and Uso attack Harper and Rowan before the bell and both grab chairs. Harper and Rowan grab their big-ass hammers and we have a stare down until Harper and Rowan nail the chairs. We go to commercial. Right off the bat, Harper Black Hole slams Big E. Jimmy Uso gets a hot tag, which is kind of cool to see, especially with Big E in the match because one would assume that it's Big E running around suplexing and slamming people and throwing everybody overhead. Uso gets cut off by a huge big boot from Luke Harper. <laughs> then he gets squished into the turnbuckle real hard. I mean, this was a good one. I'm talking like Ultimate Warrior versus Skinner in 91 with the tobacco juice flying everywhere. Like that was, it was really good. Assisted Full Nelson Bomb finishes him off. The, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers destroy Big E after the match. I loved everything about it. They can still face New Day, Usos individually, one-on-one, whatever the hell they're doing until WrestleMania. This, this was really good. This this got my attention. I loved everything. I didn't even need the match to officially start. I don't need this <laughs> official match. I wanted these four to brawl through two segments, 
just fighting all over the arena, picking up chairs, hammers, and then somebody, here's where you can use your authority figure, goes, Shane, are you seeing all this? Uh, No, I've been busy. Oh, I got to get order on my show or whatever. Yes, you do. And then just break it up. Nobody has to get pinned, although I didn't mind it. I didn't mind how they got to the finish of this because this match was so hard hitting. But this is this is as close to old school as I've seen in a while in terms of something that appeared to be almost out of control in terms of a fight. And that's that that's my sweet spot in wrestling. That's the kind of thing I, I like to see is something where I'm like, Ooh, it's on now. What's going to happen next? That the anticipation of those types of things. And then once it got into the match, it kind of, eh, it kind of went down a little and the match was great. It was hard hitting. It was all the things I want to see. I want to see more guys. I want to see all these guys throwing each other all over the place, but I didn't need it. I could have, I, you could have just had these two brawling all over and be believable. And I think the heat would have, would have, uh, it wouldn't have dissipated. I don't, I don't think the crowd would have ever really lost any, any excitement for it had it continued, but, uh, no, it was great for what it was. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. And you mentioned that the feeling of a fight, there's heat here. There is heat here, and I like that. I can't believe they've never done a Peter Griffin versus the chicken angle where two guys just fight through everything. I mean, from the moment they get to the venue. The closest they got was Undertaker Brock a couple years ago. But I mean, like, two guys just fighting their way to the ring while another match is going on. Yeah, they did did that with uh, Dean Ambrose and... I forget who it was, but it was one of those falls count anywhere. And they ended up in a truck and they ended up driving off somewhere. And then they came back like two thirds of the way through the show and they're still fighting. They've done those types of things before. It, it's clever, but you know, I, you know, I don't mind those things either. I'd love for, you know, just go fight out of the arena and then come back eventually. So ultimately I, I remember what got Steve Austin over for me. I wasn't familiar with any of his WCW or ECW work. I was like 11. And him and Savio Vega just beat the shit out of each other. It was a random match on Raw. Didn't mean a damn thing. I remember Savio hitting a spin kick into the turnbuckle, and they both went over the top, and they just kept fighting. They didn't care. They just kept fighting. And I was I was sold on that feud. I was like, all right, I buy this. It, the, their competitiveness got the best of them and turned into uh, pure hatred. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the fact that uh, audible respect was given in Nakamura and AJ Styles. And that's a lot of what we saw in Charlotte Nasca in this promo. I don't know how I felt about this, more so the delivery from Charlotte than anything else, because it was that everywhere I go, people ask. And I'm like, <laughs> could you be subtle about it, please? Like, that's the point. We get it. You erase that. You erase it if you're like, hey, it, it starts to seem like she's trying to convince her, like herself more than she's trying to convince us. She is, in a way. And and I mean, the thing is, I want to see this match. I do want to see this match. This is a top-flight match for me in WWE. Go ahead. Oh, I was. This is a top two or three match on WrestleMania for me. I I, I really want to see this. Here's the two problems, and and they both converged in one segment here. Charlotte is saying words... With absolutely no, she's saying exposition and has no feeling behind it whatsoever. And it's in that same kind of last week at WrestleMania, I did that, 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 did that
There wasn't any passion in it. There wasn't any, you know, and, and then she, and I wanted to challenge you because you're undefeated and you're street. You know, that's when she gets to the, 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 the tagline that she has to say about the street, she puts a little emphasis on it. And then, then you get to Asuka and Asuka's problem here to me in terms of presentation. Number one, I said this last night during her promo. I don't need Asuka to speak English. I don't need her to scream at me either. I don't mind her screaming in Japanese, but I'll get the tone from her from her speaking Japanese to I don't need any other feeling conveyed. I don't. I can get everything I'm getting from Asuka from her speaking Japanese as opposed to her speaking English really slowly. They and do also it with at the same, too. And, and also at the same time, ha- she she ham she hams it up. Someone told her to be very big in her expression when she says each syllable like that. Yeah. And and and, and the, I'm I'm doing that for effect. I apologize profusely. We need some graphics if anybody's freaked out by that. But that <laughs> is what you'll know. She's really kind of hamming it up there, as opposed to I want ass kicking intense Oscar here, and that'll be fine. But it's it's two bad ideas kind of in the same segment. And yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the match, but the build so far, I didn't enjoy it all. They can throw up graphics about pianos, but they can't put up some fucking subtitles for a non-language speaking superstar. Okay. The Charlotte delivery sounded like somebody said, hey, you sound a lot like a heel. Be nicer. And she was like, well, I'll try. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's what we got out of it. She's such a natural heel. That's the she problem is. Is, is when she's, even when she's trying to convey respect, it seems so dismissive of the other person in the ring because of her height, her statue compared to other, the, the, the peacock. It's all I am. My crap doesn't stink. What are you doing here? I'm the queen. That that's what it reeks of. So uh, Charlotte is aware of the gravity of the challenge in front of her, but wants to make sure Oscar does too. Says she wants to end Oscar's streak. Of course she does, but I am super into this match, but I wonder what they're going to do over the next three weeks to build this program because there, there isn't, to be honest, there isn't a whole lot more build I need out of this. You have a champion. You have a woman that has a streak that has continued ever since she got to WWE. One of those, you know, it's the somebody's O must go type of thing. Like, that's where we are. Let me ask you, what do your instincts tell you? Ah, uh, my instincts say that they want to get Charlotte over as even more of a superstar. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, in terms of the build, I don't even oh, mean the build. Oh God! Probably something akin to what they're doing with Styles and Nakamura. That's where I was going. Yeah, no, the Riot Squad's gonna come out. <laughs> Beat them. We're gonna get a tag team match. I think in one match, Asuka accidentally kicks Charlotte or does it on purpose because Asuka's been known to turn on tag partners when it's every yep. woman for herself. I, I think it's going to be because, ex- look, for, for all we can talk about the things that we like and don't like, the format of this show and the tropes that they use aren't exactly out-of-the-box thinking. I think it's going to be exactly like Nakamura and Styles. Oh, yeah, I hate to sound cynical and cliche, but to be quite honest, the, the writing of this program is lazy. Mm-hmm. It's lazy. It's 
Speaking of, I'd say formulaic, but lazy will works. Well, I mean, I would say lazy when you have the same debuting stable mm-hmm. and you, you just run everything virtually the same. Uh, Jinder Mahal defeated Bobby Roode. Randy Orton comes out and brags about being the United States champion for the first time. Bobby Roode joins and says that his rematch will take place at WrestleMania. I don't know what I did as a human to deserve this, but I would like to apologize to whatever higher power there may or may not be. Because Jinder Mahal is also involved. And this is a match between Jinder and Rude. And Rude works circles around Jinder, no surprise. And Mahal wins with the same goddamn finish we have seen for the last 10 months. A distraction. The Coloss. The pin. Randy Orton RKO's him afterwards. If you asked me on uh, Sunday after the United States Championship match was complete, what do you think is going to happen on Tuesday? I would have word for word said, this is what I think they will do. And this is exactly what happened. Um, what did you think of that match on Sunday? I haven't had a chance to listen to that one. It wasn't bad. It was, it was there in the seventies and eighties. That would have been a, it would have been hot, but times have changed. And I, I mean, there wasn't anything bad about it. It went on a little long, but other than that, no problems with it. Yeah, no, to me, it it was smooth, but not interesting. I just, it was so weird that I found it, that I'm I'm watching going, this is a good match, but they're not really in it. They're not grasping my attention by doing anything or by having any emotion into it. It was a kind of a, you know, lazy slash formulaic match. Um, I am the same way. I did like Orton's promo on talking smack though. I liked the fact that he said, and they even brought it up on TV also, look, I would have done the same thing if I were Bobby Roode. I would have also DDT'd because, hey, I RKO'd him out of nowhere. I like that it's not, I like that it's that, oh, I'm going to get him for doing that. No, it's perfectly within your character within his. Um, Look, I, I don't know if I believe Randy Orton when he says that this is a highlight of his career necessarily, given that this is a secondary belt. And uh, it took him 14 years, where Dean Ambrose, I think it only took him five. But um, I don't want Ginger Mahal anywhere near this. I'll be honest. I don't want the Singh brother interfering to allow him to get the Colossus and get a near fall in the, in the triple threat, which is going to happen. Randy Orton's going to toss Sunil through something. Throw him up. Almost kill him. Yeah, just flip him up, walk away, do half the match. Sunil falls right before. Yes. (laughs) Um, You know, I'll take a Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, strongly built feud over a three-way any day of the week, but this is what we're going to get. And I think we're going to get some combination of the three. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Throughout this build. If it happens, I hope it's on the pre-show. Hope it's the first goddamn match because that's the best chance it has to be interesting. To have a crowd, to be in front of a crowd that is starving. Well, I don't know if they'll be starving for wrestling at that point of the weekend. But still, uh, for that show, ready for wrestling. If it's anything like the last two two WrestleManias, it'll be a quarter filled building because they haven't had all the gates open for a long time, and the pre show mm-hmm. started too early, and nobody told the arena. Oh, I mean, then we'll a- get then we'll get like pissy Randy Orton, which could be fun or could be terrible. Oh yeah, I mean, look when when it happened to Miz, he got pissy. When it happened to the two the two hundred five live guys at Rumble, were a little bit ticked that nobody was in the building when their match was going on. It seemed, um, yeah, no, this happens and there's a lack of communication between company and arena. It's yeah. it's very odd. And now I want to say, I, I don't like any of these three matchup and singles matches, but from a triple threat perspective, if they work it at a faster mm-hmm. pace, I think, I think it could be really good. Carmella defeated Naomi. Okay. So before this, we get a promo for the fabulous Moolah battle Royal to which Corey Graves says, quote, on the heels of the fabulous Moolah announcement, social media has been on fire, end quote. And boy, has it ever. We did an article today on fan reactions to this, which made it to not just the front page of Reddit squared circle. It made it to the front page of Reddit all because of the uh, overwhelming negativity associated with having fabulous Moolah be celebrated in this regard. I Before we get into anything, I want your thoughts on WWE doing this, seeing the incredible backlash and moving forward with it tonight. Vince gonna Vince. Um, my personal reaction is I am ambivalent. I am purely ambivalent about this, but I'm also a little bit older. I'm also not on the woke side of things for most issues like this. I realized... Wrestling is a carny business full of bad people, drug addicts, people who have done terrible things. We're watching a product run by a guy who may have been complicit in accessory after the fact of murder. Okay. We, we, they've named an award after warrior and not only named the award after warrior, but changed the awards original meaning to say, screw you to warrior and still named it after warrior who was not a good person. Yeah, that's, that's my thing. I feel like, cause people ask me about the warrior thing. And I was like, guys, I've written at length about that, but I even feel like that was maybe Vince's one final troll to Jim Hellwig. It was to, to make an award, uh, dedicated to cancer survivors and paralyzed people when Warrior has shit all over those throughout his life. And as as horrible as the things that Warrior said were, and I, I hate them, they weren't crimes. And the things that Moolah is sometimes accused of are. And yeah. if social media were around back then, uh, man, I there, there ain't no way. Like I said I, last night. I'm not, I'm not condoning Moolah in any way, but I'm going to ask you, who is more synonymous with not women's wrestling, 
but with the WWE women's division and its history. Who is more synonymous since 1980, since the Rock and Wrestling Connection, than Moolah? Nobody, nobody that's dead. Exactly. So your option is either that, Stephanie McMahon, or someone more modern. I would have rather. Had, I'd rather have Stephanie or I would have. I would have rather you know have Sherry. Well, Sherry's problematic because she died and had drug problems. And look, that's not that's not being Moolah. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but you know what? Same with Elizabeth. There, I mean, look, you could have even gone more modern here. I wouldn't have minded if you named it the Trish Stratus Memorial Royal. You know, you well, don't need memorial then, but or whatever. Yeah, you know, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're right on that. But look, you you don't even need to name it after anybody. I just think this is you know, to get the tr- some someone as a rib has to carry a trophy through through airport security. It's it's just say it's a women's battle royal. You don't need to name it after anybody, but you know what? If you got to do it, you know, May Young isn't isn't a surprising choice. So maybe I'm just resigned to say- Yeah, I mean, to me, I I thought it was because they had romanticized her a little bit less, but they also ran a tribute to Jimmy Snuka after all yeah. the stuff happened with him. And I've had people comparing like Hogan and Warrior to this, and I'm like, listen. The racist stuff is horrible and gross and stupid. Being ignorant isn't a crime. Uh, sex trafficking is. And a lot of the things that Moolah did are just fucking They're gross. terrible. They're fucking terrible. Gross. They're gross. They make you icky. But you know what? I'll ask, I'll ask you an even more ridiculous question. How aware do you think Vince is of her history? I think he's aware of it now. Yeah. I'm sure he's aware of it now, and all they got to do is change the course. Just take the name off. That's it. There are other ways to go about this. Let, let's put it this way: I understand their reasoning, and I understand people's anger towards it. I'm, I'm, and but, I've got a lot of people saying China, and no, I disagree no. with that. I disagree with that. She wouldn't sell for women. She didn't want to work for women. Also, guys, I get it. I don't care that she was a porn star. I don't care if she wants to make her money that way. She was more than able to. I don't think it was cool of her to do a scene with a fake Vince McMahon and Stephanie McMahon with implied incest. Also, you know, maybe WWE doesn't like the idea of their their IP being used for that type of thing. Which Mod- I say modernize it. I, I don't. I don't need the throwback to ancient history. You could have modernized it with any of Trish Stratus, Lita, whoever. Lots of them. Lots of them. You can switch it every year. I mean, Jesus Christ, I don't care. But man, fabulous Moolah, what a turdy, dookie decision that was. And for them to double down and to pretend like social media was on fire, like in a positive manner, as implied. Get the hell out of here. Deflect, deflect, deflect. Yeah. And we got somebody in the chat saying, we can't erase people because they do fucked up shit. Uh, yeah, we can. You can omit them from your program. Shut the hell up. Well, uh, anyway. okay. You you can't omit them from history, but you don't need to name new things after them. Yes, exactly. My God. It is, is the NFL going to institute an OJ Simpson award next year? The Chris I doubt Benoit it. Money in the Bank match? No, that's a not going to happen. Taylor so. award? I highly doubt it. Hmm. How about an Aaron Hernandez, like, shot of the year award? That ain't happening. We get the point. Yeah. 
<laughs> not happening. Not a lot special this Carmella Naomi match. Uh, Naomi does land a pretty cool Fez press, misses some slow kicks, then boots Carmella in the face. I did like the finish where Naomi was going for a springboard, got kicked down. Carmella pinned Naomi. Any thoughts? Carmella's hair extensions seem to me as a man without hair, a little bit out of control. Just a little. But that said, Carmella is still fa- a fantastic shit heel chicken character the screaming all of it throughout it as i as i continue to say week after week she's the larry zabisco we need in this division and i don't know what they're gonna do with her cash in but i'm i'm interested in it because it's coming soon yeah i am interested in it backstage renee young interviews Sami Zayn, who says that he blames kevin owens for him not winning at fast lane because shane mcmahon is so obsessed with ko that he just had to be at ringside. Kevin Owens is later interviewed, says that this is obviously Shane McMahon's fault. I said on Sunday that if I had one of their commentators, even in storyline, defend Shane McMahon, I was going to be upset. The fuck were they doing having Byron Saxton justify what happened on Sunday? Within storyline, How could you make one of your broadcasters so fucking stupid as to justify the commissioner of the brand playing a factor in the decision of the match twice? What? I, you know what? I'm going to disagree with you here. I'm going to give you a little bit of pushback because this is glad that you're ready to be wrong. Uh, Let's hear it. If I'm going to be wrong, I'm going to be loud and wrong. Like you in Kentucky. Do it. <laughs> this shows continuity, Sean Ross Sap. Because remember when Daniel Bryan was seemingly favoring Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Who was the grand inquisitor of Daniel Bryan in that situation? One Byron Saxton Esquire. Who is the guy who defended Shane throughout all that? Brandon <laughs> You messed Byron. It up. You Byron, lost it. You yeah. lost it. Hey, They're shut making, up. Byron, Byron, you're taking They're my making time. Your Byron said a goddamn oath. No, it, it's perfectly logical in storyline, given that Zo- Owens and Zane had a plan to take the belt in the first place, had cheated their way throughout all of this stuff, and the fact that Shane McMahon didn't like them anyways, so he kept on adding people to the match. Yeah, he's a heel, but he's a Remember, the company is the baby face, so he's the defender of the company. In their minds, he's a baby face. Not buying it, Jeffrey. Okay, that's Not fine. You don't have it. to. I, I, I feel bad it. for Byron. I feel real bad for Byron that somebody before this show said, listen, man, you got to go out there and you got to hammer it home. You agree with Shane. You agree with Shane. I know it was a pay-per-view main event. I know he cost two guys a, a sh- you got to agree with him. You got to pucker up. You got to be ready for it because this is this is how we want to make it look. They made Byron Saxon look like a dumbass, and that's nothing new. It's far from new that they make Byron Saxon look like a dipshit, but, oh, I felt so bad for him having to do this. I don't know. Within the context of this, that made sense to me, too, just because I didn't buy Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn all of a sudden having a kumbaya moment necessarily and having a grandmaster plan. I, I don't know if it was of convenience or not. 
And I don't know if they got billed upon it, but that was, you know, that was, you know, it was convenient that, ooh, they had a plan to jump them. I, and without without that kind of moment of hesitation looking at each other, like, are you going to jump me after this? Oh, yeah, no. I mean, you know, all they, that's all they, they needed for that. Shane I has mean, been fucking them for, like, the better part of a half yeah, a year at this I point. So, like, at what point does it end? No, in the same breath, it's like, okay, they keep ending up in these title matches. Mm-hmm. So none of this makes sense. It was the same way when, you know, Vince McMahon was out to get Roman Reigns or <laughs> Steve Austin for that, in that regard. It's like, come on now. If you were really out to get them, they wouldn't be in these championship matches. They wouldn't mm-hmm. be presented these opportunities. So don't insult our intelligence like that. And poor Byron was the, was the bearer of bad news in that regard. Shane McMahon comes out. He runs down his history with Kevin Owens, announces that uh, Daniel Bryan will be back next week and will be running the show himself because he is stepping down as commissioner. He makes Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for WrestleMania, but they come out and kick his ass real proper. Ooh, this uh, this was a this was a night of beatings. I like My Toyota thought he died after <laughs> that after that last shot. I mean, you're gonna make was, it, there, Shane. There was a couple moments after that last shot where I went. Man, he is begging for that camera to say cut because he landed he he landed uh quite awkwardly on that thing and uh it looked like he was in legit pain at the same time trying to make his face red. So, you know, it was a little hard to tell, but yeah, no, the the <laughs> getting dragged and then almost being so blown up that he couldn't stand up for the power bomb. I mean, this was uh this was a little rough on him physically. Oh yeah, the the chair spot into the the ring post. I love. I I keep meaning to ask. Like I ask people from WWE a million things a week, and I keep meaning to ask, what the hell are your ring posts made out of these days? Because they sound awesome, and nobody's gotten hurt on them yet. People are kicking them and punching them and all kinds of stuff. And make oh, great there was moments. something that we we didn't pick up on. Oscar didn't limp at all to the ring tonight, did she? No. Hmm. I thought that was going to be part of the story of the Charlotte Oscar match, but I guess it not. still can be. There's, there's a few riot squad jumpings that have yet to take place on this road to WrestleMania. <laughs> Referees come down and KO and Zane beat them up. One takes a hilarious bump to the outside, just goes flat out, throws his arms out, bumps his ass on the outside. They beat up Shane McMahon with a chair all throughout the uh, uh, Dragon backstage. Mike Chioda screaming, you're going to make it, Shane. I'm like, damn, this got way more serious than I was expecting. Yeah, the choking part. <laughs> towards the end there, I thought, that's a little much, Shane. <laughs> you don't need to yeah. choke yourself to, to get the intent of that. That's probably that. just him. He's losing his breath at that point. He turns red as a beat. He oh, looks yeah. like no. Barney. I think he. I think he may have gotten the wind knocked out of him on that last power bomb. Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty rough. That was pretty rough. Uh, all in all, what do you think of this episode of SmackDown? I thought it was uh, you know I thought it was pretty darn good. Um, it was you know there's a couple of low moments, but overall it held my attention for the two hours. I I'm not gonna downgrade any more than I need to. I thought it was it was fine. Got some stuff done. Whatever. I Look, love- I, I, I I had such a good feeling after that Bludgeon Brothers Uso Big E thing. 
<laughs> especially yeah. oh the other thing we forgot danilo just just bailing saying i ain't in the middle of this screw this and just jumping out howled at that but uh that gave me such good warm happy feelings in on such a bad day as today that uh it carried over and I'll, i'd give this show a thumbs up yeah I, I this this one wasn't tough for me to get through there was some odd stuff some boring stuff there's gonna be stuff we like and just like on any show but this one was fine. This one was fine to me. Uh, guys, tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, join us for the listen. Your boy, I did a Ring of Honor 16th anniversary post-show podcast last week. Also, I'm bringing you all a weekly NXT recap. And Fightful has some premium content coming very, very soon. We will tell you more about that tomorrow on Listen, Your Boy. But also, head over to FightfulWrestling.com. Check out our exclusive content over there. I've got interviews going up all the time. We talk to MMA fighters all the time about their feelings about wrestling, including UFC fighter Michael Chiesa, who was in the crowd with Daniel Cormier and Travis Brown, Ronda Rousey's husband, at Elimination Chamber and got to experience all that. Jeff, I want to talk about the most exciting bit of news this week. We are getting a Heath Slater Super Troopers 2 crossover for WWE game night, and I couldn't be more stoked. I like those guys a lot. I'm actually going to look up Super Troopers 2 to see if... I have a couple friends who are friendly with them. They were in one of their movies. I'm going to see if they're in the movie too. But uh, now Super Troopers is one of those movies that uh, far better than it ever should have should oh, yeah. been. I, I, I really enjoyed it a lot. I'm, I'm and lizard guys deserve a lot. And, and, you know, they've they've had, you know, various successes in the mainstream but uh they they deserve a lot more than they, they've gotten that was a that was a just a cult classic that just developed into a classic really enjoyed that uh i i will be there to watch super troopers 2 on 420 have you ever seen the story about where matt riddle accidentally super troopered triple h no oh man so i don't think so on our podcast i i asked him so uh, you've met Triple H. What was that experience like? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he said that Triple H came up and said, I just wanted to let you know, I appreciate what you're doing here. And Matt looked at him and said, I appreciate what you're doing here. <laughs> Triple H said, looked at him real weird and said, okay, it was nice to meet you. Keep up the good work. Matt Riddle looked at him and said, it was nice to meet you. You keep up the good work. <laughs> And he goes, and he said, and he looked at me really weird, and he walked away, and he was super tan. <laughs> yeah, no, I could just see him doing that, and and Triple H going, you know, kind of not really meaning what he's saying, just kind of, you know what, you're a good hand, whatever. Da, da, da. And then eventually, go, is this kid effing ribbing me right now yeah. with this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but keep in mind that that tryout had been recommended. I can't remember if it was a tryout or if it was at an Evolve show, but I mean, Triple H had been pushed to give him a shot by his buddy, Sean Waltman, who showed up at the monster factory. Got to look at Riddle and said, uh, this guy, that's, that's the one you need. Uh, some WrestleMania shows are coming up this, this, uh, you know, in, in about a month. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to several of the people who are running shows. I talked to Luke Hawks. I'm going to try to talk to Joey Janela. I'm going to try to sp- get some time in with Riddle. From an from an outside, are you going to Mania? Yes. What all are you going to? I'm going to the two progress shows. I'm going to Rev Pro. 
um, Shimmer, NXT, Mania, and Raw. Why do you think that a major show isn't running opposite, or what is running opposite of the Hall of Fame? I can't believe Ring of Honor didn't run Friday night. I think they were trying to avoid it because it used to be that the Hall of Fame was on Friday or was on. Um, the, it used to be reversed. They reversed NXT and the Hall of Fame basically to screw over those companies that were running against yeah. the Hall of Fame. Uh, because I'd I'd love to go to both NXT and the Ring of Honor Super Show, but uh, I you know I, I did one I did the show running against NXT last year and I I regretted it, so I, I yeah. want to go back to that one this year. And uh, Ring um, of Honor is stacking the deck. They're they're bringing the heat for Supercard. They've got like a lot of good stuff on that show. But man, there there are just a lot of people who during that Hall of Fame they would rather be watching wrestling, active wrestling. Mm-hmm. So. And the, the, there'll be a couple shows I think on that on that night. Um, I think that's the Revolution Pro Show that I'm going to. I think the New Japan talent and a lot of the European talent are going to be on the same card. So that's going to be cool. Yeah, and I know that WWE kind of switched nights. If I were Ring of Honor, I would have seen if they could have switched nights as well. I would have seen if that were a possibility, uh, anything that that could have happened. Guys, head over to Uh, Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. We'll have you covered for most, if not all of that. But what are you most looking forward to for that weekend, Jeff? It's it's interesting. I was going to tell you, because as as much as I'm looking forward to Asuka and Charlotte – there's another women's match that could steal this weekend, in my opinion, and that's the uh, top of the shimmer card. Nicole Savoy and Mercedes Martinez facing each other. That one, that one could be a barn burner. Um, you know, I, I'm just kind of looking. I've never been to New Orleans, so I'm kind of looking forward to just everything about that. I'm really looking forward to the NXT show. I think that's going to be hot fire. Um, it depends on what they put on the rest of this Mania card. Um. It's going to be a big women's wrestling weekend because we're going to have a lot of WrestleMania women's matches and Ring of Honor. Probably, I think, semifinals and the finals of their women's tournament uh, runs, too. I was a little sad to see some of the results heading into the semifinals, but yeah. Um, if you're looking for fun, I can't stay up this late. That's why I'm not going to, but that Joey Janela <laughs> spring break show oh, is, yeah. is unrepentant stupidity and a lot of fun. I, I, I wish I had gone to it last year, but, uh, that's going to be a blast. The, the thing is you have to pick which shows because a lot of these guys do two or three shows over the weekend. You got to pick the ones where they're going to put out maximum effort. <laughs> and that, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's really kind of shown last year a bit that, that guys were kind of, go- you knew who was taking that show important and knew who was kind of saving themselves for another one down the road. But I mean, I, I, I saw at the evolve show last year, a couple of really great Keith Lee matches that were fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to find a bad indie show. Uh, on on mania weekend especially if you're going to the major indies like the, the wwns and you know the the WrestleCon super show is always a blast so i mean oh, yeah. it, it, my my problem is getting burned out on wrestling because by the time i get <laughs> home it's one of those things where like i don't want to watch yeah you know six like i, I remember last year at, at smackdown about halfway through i go i'm done i need i need two weeks off because I've watched too much. So I'm not overextending myself by trying to do all the WWN shows. I'm only going to do a few of them, even though I have a lot to do. Well, that, that two-week period, I don't know that I've ever seen a more loaded two-week period for wrestling and MMA than that. And there's not even a ton of MMA. 
I mean, there's a Bellator show in Budapest. Just got Ben Henderson in a main event. That's okay, whatever. There's a UFC show with two title fights on. New Japan? With Conor McGregor in the crowd watching one of those title fights. Direct implications on him. You have New Japan Strong Style Evolve. Then a week later, Sakura Genesis. Like, Mm -hmm. mother of God. Uh, that Janela show last year got the most buzz of anything non WWE that weekend that we that we did that we covered and that's that's saying quite a bit. Hey guys, if you all want to get primed and ready for WrestleMania, head over to prowrestlingcrate.com. Save by using the code Fightful. Show them some love. Also, our great sponsor LivingSharp.com. You can get a gift idea for any occasion there, uh, any type of emotion that you want to conjure up. Any price range and any really any holiday, birthday, anniversary, you can check it out over at livingsharp.com. Jeff, what do you have going on, my friend? This week on Shake Them Ropes, Rob and I will go over Fast Lane. We'll go over story structure and raw and plot holes big enough to drive a truck through. And uh, probably we'll wait until after NXT to do it so we'll have all four shows to watch. Both NXT and 205 Live have been hot fire over the past few weeks, so... Uh, so I think it's going to be another fun week of Shake Them Ropes. You can follow that show at Shake Them Ropes. You can follow me and my inane ramblings about UVA basketball and professional wrestling at Crap Game 13. I am pumped for Kentucky basketball this Thursday. Uh, shut up. I am ready. <laughs> I'm not. I'm so done. I am ready. They're probably going to bounce second round if they get that far, but whatever. Whatever. You can follow me at Sean Ross at follow us at Fightful Online. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Most importantly, let people know that you watch the show. Uh, tell us how we did on Twitter. It helps. It does. But uh, Also, tune in tomorrow, uh, that being Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern for the list and your boy. Till next time, guys, we are out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.